I'm a giant when I stand. Ballin' like the Jets, startin' Jersey like the Nets To New York like the Mets, yeah I win like the Yanks Like the past, fill a check, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah On myself, yeah I bet, yeah I put blood to the switch, yeah From the East to the West, GNT Sports Talk How to show on the net, yeah What's up, GT Nation? We're back. It's week 15 already. Only two weeks left after this week of the NFL season. What a crazy year it has been. But the, unfortunately, the end to the NFL regular season means the end of 2020. And I think everybody, especially me and my co-host, my brother Julian, what's up, bro? We could all agree that 2020 oh. almost over I and mean, that's what we need. Yeah, man, we really need that. You know, it's just been a tough year, especially for the Jets. Um, only thing that's notable is that Trevor said that he will play for basically whoever gets the first pick, but people are still trying to put out stories he won't be a Jet. I'm not going to get too much into it, but that's on my mind right now with the Jets because there's not much else to really talk about, unfortunately. But, yeah, we got a lot of big games. Ours isn't obviously, but we got Chargers-Raiders tonight. What do you think? All right, so we'll start off with their Chargers Raiders. You know what? If you've heard the story today, uh, Eckler will most likely play, but the offense of the Los Angeles Chargers is going to be down some firepower because today, this morning it was reported that Mike Williams will not play today. He was very sore. It's a short week, so he's just going to sit out. And there's also speculation that Keenan Allen will be out tonight too. So keeping an eye on that, the um, – Injury report, the final uh, inactives are due 90 minutes before kickoff. So, game's around 8 o'clock, so they got to have it in by 6.30, 6.50, I believe it is. So, uh, I'm going to tell you this. If that's the case, they're missing Mike Williams. If they miss Keenan Allen, that's a lot of weapons on offense they're missing. And you know what? Justin Herbert and this team has looked really bad. Justin Herbert, you know what, had a really good year, but he's looked a little sluggish lately. Just a rookie growing pains. He's going to be just fine. But I'm going to go with this. The Raiders have been so up and down. Their their playoff hopes are still alive. But they're going to get this win, especially because the Chargers are going to be missing some firepower. I'm going to go with the Raiders to win this one 27-19. Yeah, I really think Oakland – oh, wow, Oakland. Vegas is going to get this win because the Chargers are too banged up. Tonight I got Austin Eckler, so I'm hoping he goes off, gets me like 30 points hopefully. But good news for me is that he's going to get a lot of volume, a lot of catches to go around without Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So I'm excited for that. But this is going to be a tall task for Herbert. You know, the Raiders are in desperation mode. They've been very bad the last two weeks. Now it's really time for them to put up or shut up because if they lose this game, they're most likely eliminated. They're going to have to win out most likely to even have a chance to make it. But we both don't think they're going to make it. But in terms of them keeping themselves alive, they got to make a statement tonight. I think they will. I'm going to go with 28 to 20. I think the Chargers will hang tough. Herbert's pretty good. Eckler will keep them in it. But Oakland, wow, Vegas needs to win this game more, and they will. And the Chargers always finds a way to mess it up somehow. Yeah, it's going to be interesting tonight to see what happens. When I saw this game and I saw the enact – that Mike Williams not play. I'm like, you know what? This game doesn't have any flash to it. Like, yeah, I, wa- I love football, so I'll check into it. But you know what? It's not something that uh, really excites anybody, I'll tell you that. But Yeah, we got thing- Waller, though. 
Yes, we do. We have Waller, so that's the one thing I'll be glued to. So just feed Darren Waller the baller. It's all you got to do. But Julian actually reminded me, everybody, is that this week and next week is Saturday night football. We got two games this week. So, brother, thank you for reminding me about that because I totally forgot about that. I'm flying back up to New Jersey for um, Christmas and for the week. And my flight's at 7 o'clock, so now I know when I'm on the flight, I could watch the Packers and I could just watch Aaron Rodgers. And I literally, anybody on my flight, if you hear me screaming at Aaron Rodgers saying, throw the ball to Devontae Adams and give the ball to Aaron Jones, now you know why. But, Jules, let's start off with the first Saturday night game, the 4.30 slate. It's the Bills and the Broncos. What do you think? You know, I mean, this really has the makings of a nice trap game to me. I think really? the Bills finds a way, but I mean, you know, traveling to Denver, Buffalo has really played well. They're kind of feeling themselves a little bit, you know. Denver's really out of it. Maybe like a situation that you saw with the Saints and Eagles could repeat itself here. But ultimately, I think the Bills will win an ugly one because I just don't think the Broncos have enough. But I think it's going to be low scoring. I think the defense will come to play. I think Buffalo will win like 23-20 or something like that. Allen will turn it over. Locke will turn it over, too. Um, but Buffalo and Diggs will be a big difference maker in the end. So I think that Buffalo won't cover the spread of five points, but I think they'll win the football game. They'll move on to 11-3 and three and get close. They'll clinch the division, basically, and come close to clinching that second seed if the Steelers muck up. Yeah, man, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bills to win this game. Uh, Stefan Diggs has just been nothing short of spectacular for this team. They're getting John Brown back. Cole Beasley has looked tremendous. And the Bills' defense is just flying around making plays, especially since getting their linebacker, Matt Milano, back. So I'm going to tell you this, man. The Bills are going to win this one nice. They're going to win it by a two-touchdown score. 33-20 Bills. But I do think that the Broncos will put up some points. I do think that Drew Locke, he did play a good game last week, but we've seen this. He plays one great game and then two bad games. He's got to see more consistency out of that because it, off topic real quick, the Broncos are one of those teams very interested in trading with the Jets for Sam Darnold. Yeah, we've talked about that in the other podcasts too, and uh, people are saying, can we get a two and a four, two and three? I don't know yet. I'm not going to go too far in, but um, – We'll see if that ends up happening. It's a big uh, test for Drew Locke to close out the season so he can either sell the Broncos on them or they can do something like you said and be in the market for another quarterback. You know, you never know what they're going to do because they just can't get it right with the quarterback position up there. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%, bro. Ever since Peyton Manning left, they've really had a problem finding their heir apparent. So moving on, Jules, we're going to the Packers and the Panthers. 8.30 game on Saturday. And Julian and I will be glued to it because we have so many players on the Packers for our fantasy team in the championships. So I'm going to tell you this. The Panthers are no joke. They're, they're not a bad team. Their record doesn't show how good they, can, they really are, in my opinion. I know they're not making the playoffs, but they are very good. And this is kind of a trap game, but I'm not going to fall for it. Um, I will tell you this. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was considered doubtful for this game. I said this on the other podcast the other day, brother, that they should just just uh, shut him down for the year. There's no point to playing him. What's the point? Uh, and just have him rested ready for 2021. But in this game, I'm going to tell you what. The Packers are the top seed in the NFC 
right now they are 10 and 3. They got two get three games left with this game included. I'm going to tell you this, man. Packers are going to win this one by a touchdown. Robbie Anderson's going to wreak havoc on that secondary. I think he causes a huge problem, and especially because DJ Moore was activated off the COVID-19 list, and he's back. So a lot of firepower for that Panthers offense and Teddy Bridgewater, but it's not going to be enough to beat Green Bay. Green Bay moves on, and they will secure that number one spot in the playoffs. You know, this game is very similar to the one we just talked about, really. Both two teams in opposite Absolutely. directions. Packers playing for seeding. Now the top seed in the NFC. Eight and a half point favorites here at home. Carolina is not going to have McCaffrey, like you said. So they don't have much to worry about in the run game. Of course, they have the receivers you mentioned. But Packers should take care of this. But I could see like a touchdown too. Maybe like a 27-20 type of situation. You know, Devontae Adams will do his thing. I think. Aaron Jones are going to have to figure out what they're doing soon because these games are critical and if they're going to use him more, use him more. If they're going to try to moderate him out, I guess they'll have to do that. But obviously we want him used more. So hopefully he gets at least like 20 plus touches against the Panthers. I think that would be a good number for him. You saw last game was like 15 carries. I think it just wasn't enough, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think the Packers will be fine ultimately. Yeah, no, they're going to definitely be fine. And we'll definitely, it's going to be a nice game to watch. Interesting, see what happens. But, you know, the Panthers do have what it takes to upset the Packers, but I don't think they're going to do it on Saturday. So we'll go on so. to the, the Sunday 1 o'clock slate, and we'll start off. And, Jules, I'll have you start off with this one. It's going to be the Cowboys and the 49ers. Oh, God, this is a tough one. <laughs> Normally this game is – um. Uh, one fans really look forward to two powerhouse teams traditionally both um have had the title of america's team the 49ers not as much but obviously cowboys have 49ers have the tradition everything all the super bowls between these two teams but um this game has two backup quarterbacks playing the defense of the cowboys has been pathetic the 49ers offense is basically all injured or half injured there is no Kittle. There's no Garoppolo. Mozart's been in and out of the lineup. Dallas has Dalton playing. So, like I said, two backups. Elliott hasn't been himself. Cooper's kind of come alive of late. C.D. Lamb's shown some great stuff. But um, who's going to win this game? I'm not even sure, honestly. It's such a uh, – I mean, three points for the Cowboys at home, you know. Both teams are eliminated at this point. Actually, 49ers not mathematic. Actually, they aren't yet, but very close. So, excuse me for that. But they're on the verge of being eliminated. We both know that both teams aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, who am I going to win? Who am I going to say win this, wins this game? That's the question, I guess. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the Cowboys just because they're home, honestly. Okay. I could respect that. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I think it's good. It's a toss-up. Literally, I, I, I would have just flipped a coin to see who win this game. Um, we all know with the 49ers, their defense has looked really good, but they're missing Bosa, Solomon Thomas, but the secondary is really picked it up. Uh, offense, you know, without Jimmy Garoppolo, without Debo Samuel, without uh, George Kittle, it, it's all the firepower is not there, and it shows. The Cowboys, you know what, with the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, they had a big win over the uh, – Yeah, they had a big win with the um, – over <laughs> the Bengals Dalton. last week. But I'll, I'll tell you this. It's going to be a real close game. 
I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one, 26-24. And the only reason is because uh, Andy Dalton's experience over uh, Nick Mullins. But Nick Mullins has played effectively in, in relief role, definitely. Yeah, just for uh, reference, I'll say the Cowboys win 24-21. Yeah, yeah it's going to be something like that. But uh, we'll move on to the Seahawks and the Washington football team game. So uh, the Seahawks, you know what? They started out hot. They got a little cold, and they're starting, a little, they're starting to heat up again. Had a big win against the Jets. I mean, come on, it's the Jets. Why not? But uh, <laughs> uh, Washington's defense is top five. They're ferocious. Um, the injury report still has to come out because we don't know the status of uh, Alex Smith. But That's if he big. can't play, it's going to be Haskins. But that offense has to be – they really should hope that Alex Smith can play because without with Haskins, I don't think they go – as far as they would with Alex Smith, in my opinion. But they're led by that defense. It's ferocious. They get after the quarterback. The pass rush is one of the best I've seen in the league. Chase Young has really changed this defense for the better. The secondary's playing their hearts out, and this is even without Landon Collins. So I'm going to tell you this, though, but the Seahawks have looked really good. The Seahawks are going to do what it takes. And if it's Dwayne Haskins, the Seahawks defense that has really been putrid this year is going to really cause some issues. I'm going to go with Seattle uh, to win this game 28-21. And I think Russell Wilson throws another four-touchdown game. Yeah. Um, you know, look, here's what I was going to say with this. If Alex Smith was playing for sure, this would be a great spot for the Redskins, actually, because, I mean, the Seahawks against us isn't really saying much, as you said. Like said. Um, they didn't play well against the Giants. You know, the Redskins are getting hot. Seahawks have to travel, although no fans, obviously. Although Washington and their fans not the greatest for the football team anyway. But back to the point here, five and a half points. You know, if Dwayne Haskins has to play, the Seahawks are going to win by at least seven or ten. So do you think it's going to be Smith or Haskins? I'm going to go with, you know what? Listen, Alex Smith, everything he's been through, he wants to play. He's been banged up. You saw how bloody his leg was the other day. It wasn't the leg that he got operated on, but by the way, but I think it's going to be Alex Smith. I think he's going to cause an issue. I really do, and he's going to score some points on this defense. But I think ultimately what bites him is that the – excuse me, the Seahawks defense causes a turnover, and then Russell Wilson kills the clock and then just scores a game-winning touchdown. That's I, I just – in this instance, I just trust Russell Wilson more than I do Alex Smith and definitely trust him more than Dwayne Haskins. If Dwayne Haskins has to play – then I'm going to change my score right now is projected that Alex Smith is going to play. If Alex Smith is not going to play, I would have the Seahawks killing the the Washington football team. Yeah, so I'm going to have to go with Seattle too. Not, the question here to me is if they're going to cover the spread, which is like five and a half. So I think if Haskins doesn't play, I mean, if Haskins plays, they definitely cover that. If he doesn't play, man, Smith's in there, they might not cover us. But I'm going to say, I think Smith might end up playing, but I don't know if he's going to be fully effective. You know, it's tough to go through the leg stuff again. I know it's not as serious, obviously, nowhere close to it, but just the fact that he can't, like, stay fully healthy is not good for him going forward. So hopefully he makes it through his last three games in one piece as much as that's possible. But I'm going to say Seattle will get – 27 Redskins will get 23. I think it'll be a close game. Scary Terry will go over 100 and score. Gibson, what's his status? He's out, right? Gibson, yeah. They signed yeah, Lamar Miller off oh, the Bears right. practice squad. 
and I tweeted that that it doesn't look promising for uh, Antonio Gibson going forward as of for the regular season. I think once if they win the division and make the playoffs, I think he'll definitely play, but it doesn't look good as of right now. So fantasy owners like myself and you, Julian, who has Antonio Gibson, not a good sign. I was not happy to hear that. Yeah, he was doing great, man. Like, low-key good. That Redskins offense was building a decent foundation. They had Gibson, Scary Terry, and Smith, you know, was starting to build a little something. But, unfortunately, it's not full. So, yeah, I think it's Hawks chalk. And that race with the Rams for his division is going to get very interesting because the Rams will destroy the Jets. And we'll talk about that soon. Yes. So, Jules, I'm going to have you do this game, and I'll take the next one. This is the Vikings and the Bears. Vikings and Bears. This is going to be an interesting one. Three points spread for the Minnesota Vikings. You know what? They should win this game because, I mean, they're both six and seven, but we know who the real somewhat contender Minnesota Bears pretender for sure. Vikings got to stand up and protect their home turf. I think they win 24 to 20. Cousins will do just enough. Jordan Jefferson has overtaken Adam Thielen in the stats for the best receiver on the team, which is crazy. Thielen needs to get it going, as we alluded to off the air. Didn't do too well last week. You know, Dalvin Cook will do his thing. And is it going to be Trubisky again for the Bears? it's going to be Trubisky. Yeah, so I think he'll revert back to his old ways. Allen Robinson's going to go off, of course, Mm -hmm. because he always does. Montgomery's been playing well, but I just think Minnesota's a little bit tougher. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'll I'll stick with 23-20. They push, and I think it's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with you. You know what? I think the Bears, with Mitch Trubisky, since he's come back and named the starter, they've played relatively better, and they could do multiple things with him, and Nick Foles has just not looked good with his offense. Um, the Bears have one of a top 10 receiver in Allen Robinson, and you know what? He's not happy, He's and he's balling out. He's playing for a contract. He's going to play elsewhere. Um, I think he's going to cause major, major issues for this Viking secondary that really struggles against good pass catchers. But I'm going to tell you this. I think the Vikings are a better team. I think Kirk Cousins is going to do just enough to get to um, get this win. Uh, I do think the Bears are going to force a few turnovers of Cousins. I think they're going to get after him. I'm going to say Khalil Mack gets a sack or two. Akeem Hicks gets a big play. But I'm going to tell you this, man. You know what? Jo- Justin Jefferson has really, really been good. Rookie wide receiver out of LSU really lights out and has changed that offense after they traded Stephon Diggs. It's been perfect. Uh, Dalvin Cook is just doing Dalvin Cook things. He's going to wreak havoc. I think Adam Thielen gets it back on track. And I also think the tight end, Irv Smith, is starting to show what he could do. I'm going to go with the Vikings winning a close one here, 27-23. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I think it's going to be – a very interesting game, and we'll see what happens. Absolutely. So here's the here's my game. It's the Patriots and Dolphins, 1 o'clock, flying down to Miami. Uh, the last time the Patriots and the Dolphins played was week one. The Patriots won 21-11 to in Cam Newton's first start. But a lot of things has happened since 14 weeks ago. And I'll tell you this. You know what? The Patriots did not look good against the Rams. They got ex- really, really just – outcoached, outplayed, and their game plan was tremendous. The Rams' defense, tremendous. But I'm going to tell you this. The Dolphins have what it takes to really pull an upset. I will admit that. They have a lot. We're playing Tua for the first time. 
But the one thing is, Bill Belichick has, is, I believe, in uh, against rookie quarterbacks. He is 10-1. and one, He dominates. And you'll be shocked. The only loss is to Geno Smith in 2013 against the Jets, the game we went to, Jules, the one you came late to. That was the only time that Bill Belichick lost to a rookie quarterback on his first start. So I'm going to tell you this. I think he's going to come up with a game plan to, you know, limit Tua. I think Tua will be confused a bit with what he sees, but it's all about the Patriots' defense uh, executing that game plan and really getting after him, forcing him to turn uh, some turnovers. Uh, Mike Kosicki, their tight end, who's been absolutely tremendous this year. Um, He's dealing with a few injuries. I don't believe he's going to play. Devontae Parker was on the injury report. I believe he will play. Um, they got their hands full. They really do. You know, Dolphins defense is getting reinforcements back. Kyle Van Noy's coming back. Atlanta Roberts coming back. And they're, they're secondary, sec- one of the best in the league. But I think the Patriots are going to figure it out and get a close win. I think, you know what? I think Cam Newton really is disgusted with the way he played. I think the Patriots, hopefully we get a surprise and Julian Edelman comes back this week because it was reported yesterday he returned to practice. So if he's activated and he could play, he's going to play and will really provide some reinforcements that the Patriots have been uh, missing for quite some time. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. The Falk hero is going to come up big. He's going to hit his third game winner of the year. The Patriots are going to win this game 23-20. to yeah, um, I think that the Dolphins are going to get the dub here, especially because you guys always struggle in Miami. But I do think it's going to be a tough battle. I think it's going to be back and forth a lot. It's going to be interesting to see Tua against Belichick. That's probably an advantage for you guys. But I think that um, Newton's going to struggle against the Dolphins' defense. They've been tough, although I think they didn't play so well their last game. I mean, it's the Chiefs, so that's a tough order. But they They, think- they had three interceptions on them, though. Yeah, that's true. They did get Patty to turn it over, but they still they gave up a lot of points. But they um, Gaskins is still down, right? He's not playing this week, so their running game is gonna be a little. Bit no, of a- no, I believe he, Gaskins coming. He might be coming back. I saw they might be getting some reinforcements with that. Okay, so I think the Dolphins. I still think they're gonna win, though. I'll go with um. It's gonna be close. So give me like a twenty-three, twenty-one situation. I think okay. it'll come down to a late drive. Either the Dolphins will end up getting a game winner or the Patriots will make a bad mistake that sets the Dolphins up, I think. Okay. I like that. I like that. You know, we'll see what happens. The Folk Hero's been pretty good for us this year. I can feel with another game winner. I feel like this is a game Nick Folk comes up with a, a big win with his leg. So, Jules, I'm going to have you take this game. It's the Ravens and the Jaguars. Ravens and the Jaguars? Well, Unfortunately for me, this is not the game the Jaguars are going to win. I'm going <laughs> to make this not. short and simple because I'm not going to get all caught up in this. The Ravens are going to take care of them. They are a um, – what's the favorite here? I just had it. What's, what's the line? Okay, well, they're a 13-point favorite. I think that's about right. I think they'll win by at least two touchdowns. You know, the Ravens are in a difficult playoff race. There's no way they'll take the Jaguars lightly. This is not the team they're going to catch napping. Baltimore's home. They just had that huge win off Cleveland. That's the only thing that I'd be concerned about, a huge letdown after that win, but it's too important of a game. I think Lamar Jackson's going to carve them. They'll have at least three touchdowns. Uh, Andrews and Hollywood Brown will get it going. The run game with Ingram, like you said, seems to be phased out. Dobbins has been taking over. Even Edwards a little bit in the goal line at times, but 
I think that Baltimore is going to get this one like 30 to 10. I agree with you, brother. I think it's good. I smell a massacre that's going to happen. And I think the Raven and the massacre is not going to, is not going to be the bathroom after Lamar Jackson Tate drops a deuce in the fourth quarter. I'm talking about on the field. He's going to stay on the field for the whole fourth, the whole game. And I do think it's going to be really bad. I have the Ravens winning 33 to 13, and I'm being nice with the 13 points for the Jaguars. I think the Ravens are missing three wide receivers, I might add, because Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin, and somebody else are on the COVID list, but doesn't matter. Lamar Jackson's a one, uh, one-man show. Dobbins has looked really good. Gus Edwards. The one thing I don't understand is why they stopped using Mark Ingram. Uh, that's just beside me. I think definitely he'll play a lot this week with all the absences to the receiving game. See him get involved there as well. But I think the Ravens' defense is just going to eat up Minshew, and Minshew Mania is going to get eaten alive by this Ravens flock. But yeah, yeah Minshew Mania is not going to happen this yeah, week. Yeah, no. Yeah, thirty-three, thirteen Ravens. But uh, we'll move on to the next game. It's the Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. That's here in Tampa. Um, the paid, excuse me. The Buccaneers were are eight and five off the bye. They had a good win against the uh, Vikings last week here in Tampa. Uh, I think Tom Brady keeps it up. I think this offense is starting to click now. You're starting to see everyone get more and more involved. Uh, the running game, I can say that Ronald Jones is out. He was placed on the reserve COVID-19 list. And the Buccaneers special teams, because their punter, their long snapper, and their field goal kicker, Ryan Suckup, have been placed on the reserve COVID-19 list and will be out this week. So that's going to be an issue for the Buccaneers. But it's not going to be an issue when you play this Atlanta Falcons team. That's abysmal. Uh, I'm told that Julio Jones will most likely play, but I think the Buccaneers will do everything they can to limit this offense. They're just It's just not all there. I think Tom Brady's going to feast on them. Buccaneers' defense has to play a lot better. They will let up some points, but it's not going to be enough. Buccaneers get the win 30-23, to 23, and I do expect um, – Chris Godwin and Mike Evans to have over 100 yards each. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Falcons, I think it's going to be close. You know what they do this time of year. They, they're, they, the Falcons are never bad enough, never good enough. Right now, they've been caught in this mediocre area. So, you know they're going to win another game or two. Bucks better be careful here because the Falcons will love to play spoiler and they'll be charged up. It also could be the end of the Matt Ryan era like we talked about earlier this week. Yep. So that's something that they'll be playing hard for potentially. But the Bucks are too skilled to lose this game in the Falcons. They're just better. They're better across the board. Rojo is a much better runner than Gurley at this point. The weapons are better besides Julio. Um the defense is probably better for – well, not probably. It is better for Tampa Bay also. I think the Bucks win 30-23. to 23. I think it'll be close for a while, but I think that Brady can do something late or um, Falcons will make a bad mistake like always. Um, I think it's a good big uh, Chris Godwin day. Like yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100% with that. It's definitely going to be interesting to watch. Definitely. Can't wait for that one. So – uh, Jules, I'll have you take this game. It's the Titans and the Lions. And uh, before you go there, I will tell you that the Lions interviewed Lewis Riddick for their general manager position. They interviewed Thomas Dimitrioff, the former Falcons general manager. And they announced today that Scott Pioli, the former Patriots general manager and the former Chiefs general manager, will be interviewed for that 
position. So I just wanted to add that before. But go ahead, brother. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So I'm going to have you start this game, Jules. What do you think? Titans, Lions. Titans and Lions. Um, well, okay. Well, this is actually very easy. The Lions are bad. The Titans are good. You know, they fire Patricia, but it's not going to make a difference. Derrick Henry's might be on his way to getting 2,000 yards at the rate he's going right now, over 1,500 right now. Do you think Derrick Henry can get 468 yards in the next three games? 400? Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, I do. I definitely wow, you do. think he's going to get it? You yeah, think I do. Gonna ri- you think they're going to just ride him? Oh, they're going to ride him. I mean, he's going to run all over this Lions defense. This Lions oh, defense yeah, it's going to be abysmal. bad. He could get 150-plus easily. Oh, absolutely. And, like, two touchdowns. No, Titans big, though. Titans 34, Lions 14. I think it's going to be a laugher. Tannehill's going to have his way. Brown and Corey Davis will get it going. But that is definitely something to watch to see if Henry can get 2K. I'll definitely be tuning into that these last three weeks. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, brother. So, in this game, I'm going to tell you what, short and simple. Titans are just better than the Lions in every aspect. Uh, Lions are wondering if Matthew Stafford will play because of his rib injury. I expect him to play. All this guy does is get injured. That offensive line has gotten him killed his entire career, and there's also speculation that this might be his last time with the Lions. So, I think the Titans win big, 34-17 Titans. Um, I think Derrick Henry is going to run all over the place. I expect 150-plus. I think that A.J. Brown is just showing just how good he really is. I also think that Corey Davis – listen, Corey Davis is a free agent. He's playing for a contract because he's looking to play elsewhere because he's probably most – let's face it, he's not going to be back. But he's going to want to ball out. I think he does get a touchdown as well. So, Titans win this game. But Absolutely, brother. There's no way the Lions are going to win this. Absolutely not. No. No, so the next game is pretty interesting. It's the Colts and the Texans, you know, AFC South rivals. So I'm going to tell you this. Colts look really good, man. I like what I see. But you know what? Phillip Rivers has been battling an injury. They've had a few injuries here and there. But I just love what the Colts do. You know what? Jonathan Taylor balled out. He had 150 rushing yards, two TDs last week. Uh, Naheem Hines has shown that he is – Naheem Hines this year, Julian, for the – Colts reminds me of what James White has been for the Patriots. That's just how reliable and how good he really is, especially out of the backfield. Uh, I'm going to tell you this. Yeah, he's been going off. Yeah, he's been looking really good. Like, that backfield, you know what? They had Jonathan Taylor, Wilkins, and then Hines. I like what they're doing now. Now they're starting to use Jonathan Taylor. They bring Hines in in pass-catching situations. And Phillip Rivers, listen, we've seen this before with Sproles, with Melvin Gordon. He loves to throw to the running back out of the backfield. That's how he gets a lot of yards. So I will say this. I think the Colts win this game, man, 28-20. to 20. Texans are just not a good football team. Who are they throwing to on offense? I mean, uh, David Johnson, I believe, will be back this week off the COVID list. But what does he have left? I'm so disappointed in him. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Signs an extension, and then just all this nonsense has to happen. But I'm going to go with a 28-20 to 20 victory for the Colts. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game, kind of like you said. I'm thinking in the similar area, but I'm going to go a little higher scoring. I'll say the Colts are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. The Texans seem like they might play close just to cover, you know. They'd really love to spoil the Colts at this point in the year, knowing they're going nowhere, especially with their wasted draft picks. So the Texans have 
zero incentive to lose the football game. The Colts, same situation, obviously. Like most yeah. times, you don't have an incentive to lose unless you're off through Jacksonville. But um, it's just a situation that the, it's going to be a competitive game, I think. But the Colts won't be denied this one. They'll get the dub 33-27, to 27, I think. Phillip Rivers will be good. T.Y. Hilton will get it rolling again. Taylor Hines will be too much for the Texans. Watson will keep him in it to a certain extent, but he just can't overcome all his efficiencies like always. Absolutely. So that ends the 1 o'clock slate for Sunday. We're moving on to the 4 o'clock slate, and I'll start this one, and then Julian will take on the next, the next game. Uh, it's the Cardinals and the Eagles. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. The Cardinals, brother – they have been hot and cold at the end of the season so far, but they got a big win. Uh, the Eagles benched Wentz, thank God for them, and were provided a spark by rookie Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts looked really good last week. I think he's going to play good. He's going to continue that as well this week, but it's not going to be enough to beat the Cardinals. The Cardinals want to make the playoffs, and they're doing anything possible. They're not going to be denied. Um the Eagles defense is not equipped to even shake hands with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, in my opinion. It's just going to be a problem. Um, I think that Kyler Murray is going to really wreak havoc with his legs. But I do think the Eagles will score points. I'm going to go with the Cardinals winning this game 30-21. to But I do like what Jalen Hurts can do, and I do think he'll have a good game. It's not going to be on him because they lose. I'll tell you that. Yep, this is the day the Eagles playoff hopes go to die. Yep. The Arizona Cardinals, six point favorites. Um, you know, I think that's a little low. I think they'll win by like 10. I, I think it'll be like, I'm going to say, wow, I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to say 41 20, actually. Oh, wow. I'm going to say it's, okay. a big, it's a big blowout. I think the Cardinals flex up. They know they have to. Everything's on the line in terms of their playoff seating still. I think it was a little flukish win by Hurts and the Saints. I'm not fully buying it yet. You know, I think they caught the Saints napping. They won't have the same opportunity with the Cardinals. They're also going to have to travel across the, obviously, the West to get to Arizona. So that's not going to be a great trip for them. I think that the Cardinals will just take care of business. DeAndre Hopkins will eat up Slay. He'll destroy that secondary. Um, The running game with Drake is starting to pick it up a little bit too. So I think that it's a good spot for the Cardinals to take advantage. Absolutely. It's going to uh, – the Cardinals are going to win. And the Eagles, I love that, what you said. The Eagles' playoff hopes go to die. Go, definitely. That's what's going to happen. Jules, you're going to take this one, brother. It's your game. It's the Rams and the Jets. Oh, God. Well, the Jets are only a 17-and-a-half point favorite. So, oh, <laughs> I mean, 17-and-a-half point underdog favorite. Just that, that's but, it? Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> – it's also they have to cover by more than three possessions. The Jets can lose by three possessions and still cover. So the only question worth asking in this game is, will they? And to be honest with you, no, I don't think so. I don't think this is enough points for the Rams. But would I feel comfortable betting this many points? Probably not because it's just so big a number. The Jets have been kind of close in a few games not really but sometimes they'll play a little better than the numbers would suggest with the spreads um but i think i'll say the rams win 30 to 13 i think it's just around 17 points 
Yeah, I'm going to tell you this. The Rams' defense is ferocious. We saw it on Thursday uh, night. They're going to be. Going to be it's it's going to be a problem, bro. It's going to yeah. the Rams are going to be a problem in the playoffs. I've said that, and against the Jets, it's going to be a really big problem for Jets fans to watch this. But I'll listen, say. they're they're going to uh, what they're doing is they're just losing games and they're going to get Trevor. So I'm going to tell you this: the Rams. I smell a bigger massacre than what I said earlier. Rams win this game 40 to 13. I think that Cooper Cup's going to wreck havoc. Uh, nobody in the Jets secondary could even stay with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, I will say this I think that ja- Jared Goff will play. I think that Cam Akers is really going to look good. And I will say the one bright spot for the Jets is Mims. I think Mims will cause some issues for the. Um, yeah, he's going to be back. So that's one thing I'll be watching when I watch the first half and I'll probably be gone by the second half as most games go at this rate. But yeah, I mean, Crowder will be in there. Actually, he might not be. I think he's banged up. I don't know what his status is, but, um, no, he played less. I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Honestly, it really doesn't at this point. Sorry, Jameson. But, um, mm-hmm. if you play or don't play, it doesn't impact much at this point. We know what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. We know what's going on. Definitely. But so yeah, Jordan Jenkins actually is done for the year. That's notable, and he might be done forever as a Jet. Yeah, I did see that Jordan Jenkins. Yeah, his uh, career as a Jet is good as gone. But I do think that somebody will pick him up. He's got a lot. He's got a bright future. I do. I like what he can do. But yeah, um, I hope he has success going forward. Yeah, this is my game of the week. It is the Chiefs and the Saints. So much with this game. Uh, so let's, let's start it off. Drew Brees returned to practice and I believe he will be activated off the injured reserve list and he can start this week. And I fully expect him to start. If he doesn't get activated, I understand, but I'm going with it right now that he will be back. But Taysom Hill in relief of Drew Brees has looked absolutely phenomenal. I might add, I'm going to tell you this, man, the chiefs look unbeatable. They just really do. They're unbeatable. I still don't understand how the Ra- the Raiders beat them earlier on in the year, but it's early. But now the Chiefs, this is where they get going, and they're just unstoppable in every phase of the game. Offense, defense, and special teams. I don't think there's a lot of weak – on offense, there is no weakness. Uh, defense, I think their secondary is better than people give it. But I think running against the um, the rushing attack against the Chiefs, that's where you could beat them. Um and I will tell you this, man, the Saints, you know what? Getting Drew Brees back is a huge boost. Uh, I know Alvin Kamara will like that because I think Alvin Kamara's production with Taysom Hill went down. So I expect Alvin Kamara to have a really big game. Uh, I'm going to tell you this, Tyreek Hill, if anyone's wondering if he's hurt, I said this early on in the week. Nope, it was just cramps. He didn't have to go into the locker room for that, by the way. He was fine. He stayed on the sideline. Um, but... He's going to be playing. He's, and I'm going to tell you this, Jules, this is going to be a high-scoring game, and it's going to be close. But I'm going to go with the Chiefs, man. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Winning. The Chiefs are going to win out the rest of the year. I hate to say it, but it's true. Chiefs are going to win this game 36-31. I think that Travis Kelsey, who leads all tight ends and receiving yards with 1,250, and he's like third for most receiving yards in the NFL this year, and consistently in the past five seasons, he's the only tight end with five with thousand yards in each of the last five seasons. Um, I will tell you this: the Saints' defense is better than people give it credit. 
They will cause Patrick Mahomes to turn the ball over, but it's not going to be enough. Chiefs get this win 36-31 and go to 13-1 and solidify their top seed in the AFC in a first-round bye and home field advantage. I agree with everything you just said for the most part, honestly, because it's going to be a fun game. I got in authorities as well, the Chiefs, but yeah, man. It just seems to be that you can't beat the Chiefs. Even when you think you got them, you don't got them. How exactly. Oakland beat them that week in week five, I don't really know. I didn't see too much of the game. A lot was going on, but um, the Saints are good. They're very good, but they're not good enough to beat the Chiefs. And I don't know if Drew Brees is going to be back because he's has a serious injury, a lot of rib issues. If he plays or doesn't play, the Chiefs are still going to win with or without him. They're just too good. But – if Taysom Hill plays, there'll be an interesting wrinkle for the Chiefs. So now they've seen some tape. But I think the Chiefs get 37, Saints get 34. I think it's going to be a fun one, and it's going to be a really good game. And Patrick Mahomes will get him again late like he always does. And I think Kelsey will be huge. Hill, obviously. Um, Sammy Watkins still out, right? Sammy Watkins, uh, <laughs> he's on the injury. Listen, that guy is a walking injury. The Chiefs, listen, he did what he had to do for them last year in the playoffs, and he was tremendous. But I'll tell you this, in his three or four years as a Kansas City Chiefs, uh, Chief, I think he's the games he's played is so uh, – is so. I don't even think he's played like twenty like 25 games with the Chiefs yeah, in the regular really season. it's really crazy. It's, so, it's insanity in how much money they spent on him, really. Well, I think Edward Toledo got going. They haven't used Bell too much. Uh, Robinson's really a non-factor these days, so – yeah, I mean, the Robinson, Chiefs will be fine. Robinson's a free agent. I, I'll say this right now. Uh, I think uh, Demarcus Robinson is perfect for the Jets. I really do. Yeah, I, I remember you were telling me this last year, too. I'd be surprised if Joe, uh, Joe Douglas signs him to, like, a really, really good deal and he lights it up for you guys. I could see that happening. I mean, I'd be excited. Give it a try. Why not? You know, he just doesn't really get used in the Chiefs' offense. They've got a lot of mouths to feed. Maybe he get more exposure out here. You know, Lawrence throwing that ball next year. Things to be looking real good. But we'll have to see what happens with that. We've got another big game, and it has yep. to do with our area. Giants and Browns. And, brother, there's a lot to unpack here. First storyline is that Daniel Jones is probably out because another yep. injury. Yeah, no, he's out. He's out. Oh, it's official. Okay. It's so official. He's officially a lot out. of stuff. Yeah. Um, Freddie Kitchens is going to be calling plays because Jason Garrett, Garrett has COVID. Yep. So and did you hear the? Did you see what I just tweeted a couple minutes ago? I may have. What was it? It's breaking news for the Giants, and this is something they do not want to hear. Their shutdown corner, their pro, all pro corner, uh, James Bradbury is out for this game because he tested positive today for COVID nineteen. So going up against the Browns offense. It, now they're down a man in the secondary, their best corner. That's a problem. That yeah. is a huge problem. It really is. That's going to hurt. Um, the Browns are going to take care of the Giants, unfortunately, because um, the Giants are going to be undermanned too much. And now that you just told me that, too, it just adds to the problems. The Browns are looking like a well-oiled machine despite their loss against Baltimore. They'll be hungry to avenge that. They will. Trying to, let me see the number of this game and how I think it's going to end up going. So, let's see. The number for this game is four and a half. It's way too low. I would take the Browns easily. I would take Absolutely. the like, 10 plus. Like, Browns 34, Giants 24. That's what I think. Actually, 24 might even be too high with Colt McCoy. Put that down to 20. 
Okay. Because it's going to, I could see the Giants going to turn over something off Baker because that does happen. But Colt McCoy against that Browns defense is going to be tough. Absolutely, brother. Listen, I'm going to tell you this now. Freddie Kitchens getting the nod to call plays on offense because uh, Jason Garrett tested positive. Uh, everybody's making it out today on sports radio. Oh, it's the revenge game. Oh, he's going to do what he has to do to put the Giants in the best position. No, Freddie Kitchens sucks. I'm sorry. He's a terrible coach. I don't care what anybody tells me, Freddie Kitchens. He had no right being the uh, head coach of the Browns last year. That should have been um, Greg Williams' job because he did a great job in relief, but that's besides the point. Um, I think without Daniel Jones, without Bradbury on defense, even though the Giants' defenses look really, really well, I, I don't think it's enough. What you saw with the Browns on Monday night, this team could score points out of nowhere. The Giants' defense is going to struggle to stop the run of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and the receiver, and to stop Jarvis Landry, to stop Peoples-Jones, to stop Rashard Higgins, to stop uh, Austin Hooper, to stop David Njoku. The list goes on and on and on. It's not going to happen. Browns are going to win this one big, 30-16, book it. I agree, brother. It's going to be an easy victory for the Browns because the Giants are two man down. And Baker Mayfield will have a very, very good game. That's what I think. So last game of the week, Monday Night Football, is the Steelers, who are on a two-game losing streak against the Bengals. Short and sweet for you, brother. I'm going to give it to you right now. Steelers get back on track. They fix their, all their problems that, they've expo- that have been exposed the past couple weeks are – not going to be fixed right away, but against the Bengals, how bad they are, and, you know, uh, Burrow's not playing, they're going to be fine. Their defense is their rank number one. They're going to shut down Boyd. They're going to limit A.J. Green. They're going to do what they have to do. And the Steelers' offense is going to get back on track. I think Juju has a big game. He's been getting criticized a lot because he was dancing in the 50-yard line. The other, that's what he does. I, people make a big ado over nothing. Uh, Steelers win this one big, 34-14. to 14. This is going to be short and sweet for me as well, brother. The Steelers are in a good spot here to get revenge. And by revenge, I mean rectify the wrongs of the last two weeks and get an easy dub, and that's what's going to happen. Steelers 45, Bengals 14. I think Ooh, the Steelers okay. go on a clinic. I think you're going to see turnovers left and right. You're going to see Juju, Deontay, everyone's going to be at Eric Ebron, Claypool, you name it, they're going to be going. James Conner will wake up a little bit because the Steelers have to get right. It's time for them to gain the momentum back for the playoffs. This will be the start of it. Is it a bad opponent? Yes, but they can get back to the basic principles, fundamental football, sounds, don't make mistakes, catch the football, dominate the game, and move on to next week. Absolutely. I love what you said, brother. Right the wrongs of the past two weeks and get back on track for an easy dub. I love it. Absolutely love it. Julian, what a week. We went through it. Week 15, only two weeks left of the season, brother. How crazy is that? It really is. I just can't even think about how fast it's all gone by. It's really been incredible how quick this season's been. And the next time we talk, only be two weeks left. Wow. Absolutely. It's absolute insanity how quick this season went. But the bright on the bright side, 2020 is almost over. So that's something that should get everybody spot, smiling, and especially because playoff football is on the way. Absolutely, so, brother. So, what, so, Jules, why don't you take it away, bro? 
All right, so check us out, Grunt Talks MLB. That's our website. Also find us on YouTube under that same handle. Bible Podcast and Spotify, you can get us at GNT Sports Talk presented by Grunt Talks is how you find us on there. Grunt Talks team is Twitter and Instagram. My personal Twitter is Julian Gilardi1. My personal Instagram is Julian Gilardi11. Bobby, take it away, brother. Thank you, brother. So my personal Twitter is btomps81. My personal Instagram, bobbythompson81. Like Julian said, catch all of our content on grunttalksmlb.com. Check out our verified YouTube channel for all of our videos posted up there weekly. Thank you so much, brother. I can't wait to see you when we get back to New Jersey, get reunited once again. And let's get this popping, man. Absolutely. Let's get it. Big week ahead. Absolutely.